got to know when to hold up, know when to fold up, know when to walk away, and know when to run. You never Hey, welcome everybody. Uh, in conjunction with Pull, Pull Tab Sports, we're the Gambling Guys, coming to you from the Cub Content Studio. We're happy to be here. We're, we're here to talk about everything gambling. We're going to cover the gamut of gambling topics, everything from walking into your local bar and grabbing a pull tab or two or three or 400 like David and I do, or going to the casino, You know, whether it's up north, whether it's down south, whether it's a trip during the day when you're having lunch, whatever that is. We're going to talk about concepts and gambling at casinos, everything from video poker to sometimes slots. We don't play a lot of slots, but we're going to definitely try to cover those areas. Craps, blackjack, anything casino related. We also, of course, always we can't go uh, on a gambling show and not talk about money lines. And today just happens to be the day after the conference championships. So from a Super Bowl perspective, we want to cover where the money's going early, what the lines are, what the money lines are. So I want to introduce you to my gambling partner, uh, a good friend of mine. We have uh, have been really basically best friends for a long, long time and have done a lot of gambling. We've we had some wins. We've had some losses. But uh, I like to call him David Casino. David, I'm going to let you kind of talk a little bit about yourself. Give us a, you know, 20-minute, 5-minute, 2-minute, whatever you want to do. But I would like to hear about your history of gambling because I've heard it, and it's such an interesting and kind of a cool family story. And I think the you know the folks listening out there kind of want to know who we are, and uh, you're my guy. So uh, let's talk about that, and then we'll just get into some gambling topics and see where we go from there. How's that sound? I love it, and we're gonna uh, we've already nicknamed ourselves. I don't let's insert funny there. I guess uh, <laughs> we can change that later, like Pete said, and talk about if it's uh, gambling guys or whatever, but just a couple of guys getting together and want you to be listening on the way to work or yeah. wherever it is. Uh, for us, we're just panning through podcasts and trying to think about ways to pass time and have some humor and also maybe some strategy on different things like playing the dark side of craps, hopefully for a different episode maybe, because we've had a lot of fun doing that. So I like to call him W2 Pete, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, so yeah, so uh, David Young here, uh, just thrilled to be here with my buddy Pete Venuta and talking about something that I just absolutely love. Um, you know, Pete said it, but you know, I grew up in a gambling family, and it, ever since I was young, I was probably pulling tabs at a supper club in northern Minnesota. Um, hand in hundred dollar winners, but a lot of losers over. I remember sitting on a bar and my parents playing a little video poker back in the day when you could cash it in with the, the bartender back up north. Really? I don't know how legal that was, but I remember back in those days. So question for you, what's your earliest memory of gambling? Literally that at a bar and country, you know, a public country club, right? We used to call it that up there yeah. where they had a video poker machine in the back yeah. and you would hand the, the uh, bartender money and they'd load in some credits and you would play it. So we've shared, uh, you've shared this story with me, but uh, I, I've always, I don't think you've gotten into this detail. You're growing up, you were a gambling household. Your parents, especially your dad, really loved to kind of wager, right? And wagered on mostly things that were, at the time, 
relatively legal, whether it was playing pull tabs, whether it was, you know, but was he a sports gambler yeah. as well? After okay. he died just a few years ago, when I opened up the safe, I saw I saw old books in there. Okay. So he was out, not only the bookie, but also made a lot of bets. And, okay. you know, here's, I guess, insert comment to just do it for fun, right? Gambling is certainly only for those that are going to make the juice at those big casinos, right? It's not for so, the faint of heart. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. grew up doing it. But I think it was, a, it was great for me because it was a part of my my upbringing and um my dad and i just would gamble a lot so just one quick thing when i turned 18 yeah growing up in northern minnesota at the time the casinos uh probably just about then were coming to be legal in minnesota um and he got a limo when i turned when at midnight of my 18th birthday so that'll just kind of tell you we drove up there so i turned 18 on the way to the casino and was gambling just shortly after midnight. So you so were able insert degenerate if you want, <laughs> or maybe why we want to listen to these guys about why they've been doing it for 25 or 30, 40 years after that. Well, that's the thing, right? Like uh, I think when you and I came up with this concept about talking about gambling and, and all things gambling, uh, it was not only to, to share our wins and our losses, but to, to, to help people understand that this is an entertainment industry and it's fun. It's fun. And you asked me earlier when we were talking about some of the things from the games yesterday, you asked me about, you know, do you really get some enjoyment out of that type of gambling? And we'll talk about this later. But yes, it makes the game to me so much more interesting. Even if you're just placing a small wager and one within your limits, which we, we highly encourage people to do. And we'll continue to say that over time. But um, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're doing it to make money, you're not in it. There's a small percentage that are out there to, to be professional gamblers, right? We're, we're not that. Now we might actually talk about W2Gs and win loss forms, things that we've learned over the years, right? Cause yep. if you play slot machines, for example, and you hit anything over $1,200, that's why you'll see even pull tabs in bars, 1199 winners. Cause anything over 1200, you have to claim on taxes. And so you'll want to keep track of a win loss and yeah. casinos, you can go in there and report on it and stuff, but you're really good call out, right? I mean, it's, it's the entertainment. I just love it. I love when you and I go up to the casino, right. when we fly to Vegas, it, it's the, it's this, it's a chance for you and I to talk about our kids and what we're in our life and our jobs. And then we gamble and it's the entertainment. It brings us together. Yeah, I mean, I, I think with we've you and I have been on enough gambling trips together and treks, and some of them driving, some of them flying, some of them going to Vegas, right? And uh, I agree with you. The conversation, the ability to give each other shit, the just the fun thing, seeing the twinkle, and our our demeanor. I've noticed this about both of us. It changes when we walk into a casino. It just does. You better explain why, because I think it changes in good and bad. But tell me that. But I, I agree. I, I think you know our, our personalities are one in which you and I have always been focused and task-related, and we've worked together. By the way, folks, we've worked together outside of the gambling industry. Um, we're both in the IT industry, and we've worked together for decades. So we both know each other well uh, in that environment as well. And, and I've seen some of that in our work environments as well, where we get hyper-focused – and we're focused on a task. And what's really interesting about gambling is a lot of times in business, you know what the potential outcome and you know the probability of that outcome. You know the probabilities in gambling, but it's so varied and there's so much of a chance that it's when you try to apply a mindset to it like we apply in business, it's very difficult to do. But we still I still see it out of you. When we walk into a casino, I look at you and I'm like, uh oh. Okay, but he's now in the here's, zone. here's what I see. We could play a video poker machine, say at a 
casino in Minnesota, yeah. which is like a 99% payback. And we can talk about the different games. Yeah. Or you can go over to Huff and Puff that's at 90%. And you always want to play 90% Huff and Puff. So don't just say that it's me over there that's got this look in my eyes and just shakes all the time. I want to tell them why I call you W2P. All right, so so we were in Vegas just yeah. about two years ago. We're going to make an annual trip. We do it a couple times, lucky enough to be able to do it. So we're doing it in two months, I think, right? We are, in April, yes. So 22 months ago, met up, and we connected and walked over. Um, my dad's ashes are in the Bellagio Fountain, so we uh, had to go say have our coffee and say uh, hi to Jimbo and wish us good luck. Yeah. And we walked in, and I told Pete that we were going to hit two W2Gs. And Pete said, and I quote, I've never had one. Yeah. Well, the guy has gambled enough to be able to get maybe, you know, some free comps or airlines and free hotels in Vegas. That's right. So that's why that morning we had to hit something. And when the host comes over and he says to you, do you remember what he said to you? I when do you not remember card? what he said to He's me. He's like, wait, so you haven't filled out a form and you have this amount of status with us? <laughs> so we're going to help Pete be better at gambling in Vegas is what well, I'm saying. That's why I call him W2 Pete because the form is called a W2G. And for some of, yeah, for some of those, uh, I was just going to say that don't know is when you do hit something, as David said over, I think it's a $1,200. Uh, so if you hit an $1,199 jackpot, whether that's in video poker, whether it's in slots, whether no matter where it is, you can get paid out that money without getting something that's a tax reporting document. But if you do get something over 1200 and that could be four aces with a two deuce or on video poker or in deuces wild, it could be five of a kind, whatever that is, five aces, you're going to get when it hits, it's going to say jackpot and it's going to say call attendant or attendant's been called. And I forget what the exact terminology is. But what happens with the W2G is then the attendant comes over, takes down your information. If you don't have a form on file, which you have to fill out for the IRS, they bring a form to you. You need to sign it. And then they bring you over your cash. So just knowing that they're reporting to the government what you're making, and you will eventually, if you win, which in gambling we all know how that works, uh, you will have to pay taxes on that W-2G. So you do, and this is a cautionary tale, need to keep track of your wins and your losses if you're going to do a, a fair amount of gambling like we do in the casinos because you want to have losses that offset your gains, correct? Yeah. yeah. Do, you have a, do you have a CPA do your taxes? Or do I do. do yourself? Yeah. yeah. Yep. So you guys, can, you can grab it from that. Like mine just gives you a form and it's a win-loss form. There's also ones you can print out. So MGM, you can go out right into your, your app or uh, right into the app or your card and just plug it in and they keep track of it. They keep track of everything as long as you're using your card. Yeah. So you can just print that out as a as an offset to losses, right? So yeah, so we're getting a little bit um, ahead of us ourselves on the agenda. Uh, so you know, for you, you've been gambling your whole life, right? And enjoyed it. Uh, have really, I th- I don't think I've really gotten as much into loving it and enjoying it until I met you. Until well, until we shared that concept of this is a lot of fun, and you introduced me to video poker. And you introduced me to some concepts in gambling where I think I was kind of running blind uh, at the time. Do you think that one of the things I was going to ask you about is um, we always pool our money, right? When we go to the casino, early on, I'd go up with friends and, you know, one guy might win 200 and a couple guys lose 200. And it was always a crappy car ride on the way home because one guy was happy as could be and the other two were kicking themselves. Right. So Pete and I always pool our money. Like, to me, that's the fun part. When we can tag team on a blackjack hand 
right? Or session yeah. as well as video poker. Same with when we go play pull tabs and look for the, the local bar with a meat raffle, right? Isn't that the greatest? And Okay, you throw in 50, I'll throw in 50, and then we can cover dinner or we just, right? Do you think that's part of it or what, what is it for you? I actually do. I, I think one of the things that was surprising about me, my gambling experiences with you and some of the first times was you you said, hey, we're, we're pooling your money. And so... I was like, how you know, how does that work? And you're like, hey, we're in it together. We'll play blackjack together. We'll, you know, but one of us will play and the other can pool money. And whatever we win or lose throughout the whole session, we split, right? And to me, I kind of got the concept, but I didn't at first. And so you and I would put a hundred each into a video poker machine and we'd play dollar double double bonus poker, which is one of David's favorite games, probably if not your favorite. Double, double bonus poker. And so then you would do that. And then I, at one point, I don't know if you remember this, when we first started gambling together, I stepped over and threw like 50 bucks into a slot machine. And, you know, I think it was either Huff and Puff or it might have been Wizard of Oz or something weird in Vegas, right, Aria? And you said, you said something to the effect of, how'd you do? And I said, ah, I, I lost 50 real quick. And you said, okay, so I owe you 25. And I looked at you like, what? And you said, well, we're in this together. So if you want to gamble in the slot machines, I'm with you. And uh, to me, I took that as a sign of, okay, well, we're really in this together. I got to think a little harder about this. Right? Which reminds me of the Vegas story. So when we walked over after the Bellagio Fountain, right, you hit you hit uh, four aces for 800 We were playing a $2 game, so it was 1600 yep. Small W2G, right? We were in yep. maybe a couple hundred apiece, so we're going to make five, 600 apiece. And then while you were getting paid, remember, I took 50 out of my wallet. I remember that, yes. Two machines down. A couple hands later, I get two queens and the jack and king and decide to throw the the pair of queens and keep the jack, queen, and king of spades and get the ten and ace for $4,000. And Pete looks at me and he says, am I in on that with you? (laughs) That's exactly what I said. But but isn't that much more fun? What, am I going to take that four grand and W2G and walk away and then... Like that doesn't make any sense to me, right? Well, like I, we're I would have been truly happy. in it together, right? I think it's more fun when you do it that way. Yeah, I think so too, and I think the enjoyment factor is fun. I mean, you and I a couple times, like I can remember one time in Omaha where we went our separate ways, and I'm like, I'm going to take 200, and you take 200, and we'll meet back in the middle. And unfortunately, it didn't end the way we wanted it to. But we both came back and said, okay, what'd you put in? And you said 200. I said I put 200 in, and I think we had. 200 bucks left out of the 400 that we collectively put in and it does lessen the blow a little bit uh the the one thing i have seen in that particular you know pooling your money is if one person's not on the same page as far as um what they're willing to risk than the other one is that can sometimes be an adjustment i think so too but i also think it can super duper help when it comes to me yeah. So yeah, when you get in any casino, I'm gonna I'm gonna venture anybody that's listening to this, yeah, changes when you walk inside a casino. They're all designed, and even if let's just say you're playing pull tabs at your local bar, yeah, you're gonna chase money. You kind of get that little bit of that bug. You can call it an addiction. I don't whatever you want. Yeah, I think when you're pooling and you've done this for me, like stop. We're at X. Like just slow down and stop. Yeah, and that's actually really good, right? Because if I'm by myself, I might just stay in the zone because I love the entertainment of it. Like, I'm not in there to make money, but it's actually good to, like you said, stop and let's walk around for a little bit. 
Oh. Right? Not quit pumping it if we get to it. I remember it was a week ago. I think we were up at a local casino here just up north, right? By yeah. a big lake. Really big lake, yep. Yep. And uh, we we were down a little bit and hit a couple of four of a kinds and a five. And you're like, stop, stop, stop. The floor is, which is actually, I love that, Pete, when you said that. Because our floor is now X, right? And yep. we can make some money. And we did. We walked away with a couple bucks. So two things that come out of that, what you just said. One, you always, almost always to me, quote a stat that I don't think people will believe. And two, uh, I don't think they'll understand. But your 80% stat, I want you to explain that because it's really interesting, like the things that you've watched. And you got to understand, David and I spend time literally on YouTube watching people gamble. Like when if we're not gambling, we're watching gambling. So it's kind of a, it's an addiction, but we're understanding what we do. So... Give us the 80% stat, and let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, and we could probably, you know, I'll grab some books that it's written in. One of the guys that we watch, the Jackpot Gents, right? Like, the dad in there, yeah. my dad gave me his book, yeah. and he's been banned from playing blackjack at casinos, and I think that's where it is, but I'll, I'll check on it. There's stats that are right around, I think it's 82, but it's a lot of them are right around that 80%. Now, we're talking about casinos, because casinos are driven by certain gambling regulations like Nevada's like laws, their payback needed, right? Yeah. So not like pull tabs. But yeah. if you walk in any casino yeah. here in the Midwest or in Vegas or something, 82% of the time you will be up one time in that session. So I walk into a casino, I'm, let's call it Frank Johnson, and I've got 40 bucks in my pocket. And I'm like, this is disposable income that I want to have some entertainment with. I walk up to a machine, whatever machine that has, or multiple machines. I'm throwing in five, I'm throwing in 10, whatever. During that session, if there's an 80% likelihood that at some point I will be over $40. Correct. Because if you think about it, look at roulette, look at craps and blackjack. And we can, you know, let's, let's dive in. Like one of my big things is craps and the strategy with craps yeah. and playing the dark side in particular. We'd love to talk more about that at some point. We've never really done it. We've done it a couple times. It just takes a bigger bankroll. So even the worst slot machines, like you yeah. go down to a Northern Iowa casino and they've got it posted and yeah. it's one of the worst in the Midwest. It's like at 90.8. So think about it. That at $40, over time, you're going to lose $36, right. right? So the average is, or the, the stat is, is, well, you're Eight out of 10 times that you walk into a casino, you will be over your $40. It's more of when you walk away. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we, I think we see that as a, as a stat lots of times. We We're do. up at our times, right? Blackjack, craps, playing video poker. And that's always been my... my, my th there's a thought in the back of my head that we've always talked about when we gamble. And that thought is always house is money, right? And, and it's an overused term. And I think it's a term that casinos, that the gambling institutions love because we think we're playing with the house's money, but what we don't realize is we don't have enough self-control to stop at when the house is sold. So let's, for instance, you've got 40 bucks, you get it up to 60. You say to yourself, well, I'm playing now playing with $20 of the house's money. And so you continue to play and you play that down and then you roll right past your $40 floor and keep going. Yeah, I don't even like to call it house's money because you obviously think it's the house's money. The money that's in your pocket, whether it's on that machine in those chips or it's your money, right? Yeah. And so I think to look at it as that way, but I mean it's it's a lot easier said than done. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I it, gambling is such an interesting emotional ride, right? And I think that's part of what you and I like about it is you've got this these ups, these downs, and you're having these inner conflicts with with yourself, right? And then when you pool your money, you know, it it's a I love the the hunt of of making money and that interaction that we have around what's he thinking, what am I thinking, what do we want to play next, and then there's the emotional piece of up or down. Did you happen to see maybe that casino that we're talking about, those two that are separated by a big lake, that they're changing their rewards program? I didn't see that. So, you know, you were talking about house money. And I know we want to, I want to get into Super Bowl here and, and talk about it because yeah, you we'll had some there. free money on your FanDuel or whatever it was too. Yeah. So they have free play. They're changing the way in which they're they're doing it. And it's actually more favorable. So like it was used to be $15 into a slot machine equals one dollar one point okay right yeah and and they're changing it more favorably so I'm, I'm interested to see over time how much more free play you get and i don't know if the casinos are it'd be interesting for us to do a little research and talk about it because i'm a huge fan of getting those um those mailers like yeah. sometimes i'll get i don't know about you but i'll get three a week or something you can go get the walk for free and the blanket for free or whatever i'm like not in that but pan. if you get yeah the frying pan yeah, yeah. but i don't know yeah. if it's 75 dollars in free play and you're a half an hour away i don't know i think that's 75 75 you and i are going up there all of a sudden to use your we got 150 in house money house money right we could yeah. put in 150 and all of a sudden the bank rolls now double that and we can go place do you do you look at it that way or do you just go when you want to go have fun? You know, it is enticing when they start offering free play. And for those, you know, that don't know about this, there's every single casino, uh, at least everyone I've been to in the last 5 years has some type of loyalty program, right? And that loyalty program is really tracking what you do. It's tracking to tracking to statistics on what games you play, how much you wager, when you wager. And to you, it's a card that they give you that, you know, they entice uh, competitive ability for you to feel like you want to get to the next level or you want to get comp dollars or you want to get free play, right? And what you've always said is it's a multiple of losses, right? So what's depressing about it is you don't realize how much money you're putting in. You stick your, your card into a machine, you drop money in, and they log that. And they also, by the way, log your wins and losses for you. So when it goes back to the aforementioned tax benefit or tax uh, write-off or being able to balance your losses and your wins, you can use those reports they give you for losses as well, right? So not only do they keep track of the W2Gs, but they keep track of your losses. But back to the benefits... When you're playing in a player program, then they have a profile on you. And they know exactly what kind of games you play, when you play them. And they're trying to get you more time in the casino because what we talked about, if a video poker machine pays out at 97% over time and a slot machine pays, pays out at 90% over time, over a long period of time, if those machines are constantly being used they make a minimum of 10 to to 12%, right? Hey, I got to tell you a quick story. So I was there yesterday, as you know, because you decided not to come. And you had a lot going on, right? We're going to go back up there. I did. But I said, hey, let's go play Let's go play this game. Um, and um, it was triple-double bonus. So four aces paid four grand instead of two grand. Mm-hmm. And Tim, who was with us, who you know really well, TJ, right? Yep. He's like, where, are they, where else are they taking it from? 
So I want to just throw it out there. I think one of the things I showed you pretty quickly is when you look at a video poker machine, you can see the payout if you look at the, the full house and the flush. And that'll tell you if it's an 8-5 or a 9-6 game. And that'll tell you the payout based upon uh, overall. And so my question is, is like when I did that, I just felt like let's just go for a big and let's play. I don't care that it's a lower payoff game. You know, and I, I think I know the answer, Pete, because you like to play slot machines and hit the Wheel of Fortune or Huffin. But no, but even you played like some Game of Thrones one at some point, didn't you? I did. I actually won. I think I got an eleven hundred dollar jackpot. I sent you a text. I think on you did too. On the, so that's kind of just of more of it. Machine. It's like I, I don't yeah. know. Like I don't look at it for increasing your odds. I just look at it as more of entertainment. I think you do too. Yeah. So let's let's talk a second about uh, about as long as we're on the casino discussion. Let's talk about betting as far as denominations, right? Like folks probably think, well, if he won $1,200, they're putting in, you know, $20 a shot or $25 a shot. You know, typically when we play, you and I play double, double bonus poker at a casino, we bet the $1 machine and five times the bet for the maximum pay table. So let's, let's focus on that. Like number one, I think if we're going to provide any sort of guidance to anybody, if they're even listening, always play the max bet on anything whether it's a slot machine or a video poker because your odds to hit that jackpot um you need to have all those max coins in if so like if you're playing a dollar machine the max on a video poker is five if you can't fund that bankroll go play a quarter machine and play the max yeah right right because otherwise if you're i see so many people playing a dollar machine and playing a one denomination you win 250 dollars for a natural Royal, which is like one in every 40,000, one in every 60,000 dealt. So very infrequent versus 4,000. So think about that. 250 bucks if you bet one, if you bet $5, 4,000. It doesn't make any sense. Just play the denomination in which you can actually play max bet. Same with like a red, white, and blue slot, silver sevens. Now, I don't know much about that. All those multiple line buffalo run or... Buffalo, yeah. what are those things? Anyways, I, I was like going to add one cent times 1,000 lines or something. I was going to add in a little bit of commentary on the slot machines because I've got a little more experience losing money in slot machines than you have. But, um, and my wife loves slot machines. She, she loves to play slots. And I thought you were going to say she loves to lose. Well, uh, no. Uh, I think based on our history, we probably both love to lose right. a little bit. But, uh, but I would say... You know, with the slot machines, you really, it's, they've got these newer slot machines that have these huge screens and they go to the top and, you know, it's got all these different, so much so that you really can't understand the pay tables, right? And one of the things, like you said, was in the past, if you maxed out your bet on a slot machine, when you did win that jackpot, you maximize your dollars, right? And the multiples, whatever multiples that particular slot machine offers. But now... Uh, sometimes you can still get that benefit from placing a bet at a lower denomination, not the max denomination, right? And you really have to be careful with these slot machines because, trust me on this, when you put, let's say it's $100 into a, a penny machine and you hit max bet, sometimes that bet can be... $35. Yeah, I was just going to say 25 So, yeah. you, But it doesn't, you're right, it's super confusing. I think it's, I stay away because it's confusing. It's very confusing. And I've, my wife has done it, I have done it, my mother has done it in the past, where, you know, 
you think you're playing a penny machine and you think the max bet might be it might be let's say it's let's say it says 3600 and you're thinking oh that's 36 pennies or even $3.60 and it ends up being th- $36. $36 and you hit it twice and you're you're down to $38 left right and you're not understanding that so one caution to slot machine players and I know you know this if you play a lot of slot machines but if you don't Make sure you understand the denomination you're betting. Secondly, look at the multiples because sometimes jackpots are only available at the max bet, like you talked about, but sometimes they're available at the minimum bet. And it, and those machines, are they available at the minimum bet? Some are, yes. Oh, that's so weird. You're going to yeah. have to show me next time we go up. What we should do is go up Thursday or Friday and... and no, I'm serious. You, I you, think I have an idea. I, think <laughs> you, I got an idea. We, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the other things you just mentioned, let's let's get into it because I was just looking at it. It's changed here and I know you're... You like you like sport betting and prop betting a little bit more, right? So first of all, I got to ask this question. So I, it, you know, coming from the Midwest... This is probably just geog- geographically stated, in my opinion. This could be the worst two teams that any that I've ever heard we want back. I mean, really, Kansas City and the 49ers? I mean, weren't we looking for, or do people want that Kansas City, I think, what is it, the first since, uh, what, 20 years ago since New England won? But um, I don't know. I just think it's this whole uh, Taylor Swift BS. And the- so, you, so you're not really excited about the teams, Oh, as Not far at all. as who's, who's back. I mean, you're excited about betting, and let's talk I'm about I'm excited it. about the Are betting. you excited about the teams? You know, that's a really good question. If I think really hard about it, I think I'm excited about seeing... I, I love Kyle Shanahan and what he's done with the, with the 49ers. Fair. I mean, you got it, yeah. I, I think Purdy is not a very good quarterback. He ran a couple of really good... He did, but I don't think he can throw the ball well as far as not well. I just think there's 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 the nerve nerve factor involved. He's a rookie. Not a rookie, but close yeah, enough. Close. And you know, Mr. Irrelevant, last pick in the draft. Uh I'm really curious to see, you know, what a ho- obvious Hall of Fame quarterback Patrick Mahomes does and what Purdy does. I think really the Super Bowl really depends on whether Purdy can can uh live in the moment. And whether he his nerves can, don't get the better of him, they got him favored right now. A lot of the money line and a lot of where it is right now is started out. I had it. It started out at two and a half favored by 49ers, and the under over was forty seven and a half. Yeah, what's, and it moved a little bit, right, Pete? Yeah. What's interesting about the line is I show opener kind of the same as you do, uh, and then I show now Caesars. I think is down to uh, a point and a half. So, and all the money right now sixty. One percent, at least. I'm I'm kind of looking at a running tablet here, or t- running ticker tape here. Sixty-one percent of the money is going in Kansas City's direction right now, which is bringing the line down. Do you think it's because of what you just said? Right, they're thinking about Purdy and they're thinking young, not as experienced, a guy that's been there however many times with Mahomes. Hey, I saw an interesting stat real quick. I'm just reading it right now. I think it's on CBS NFL. Okay, the 49ers in the postseason because they played two games are zero and two against the spread. Yep, and the Chiefs are three and zero against the spread. So which, right, which is, which is interesting because Kansas City had to go on the road twice, right? Really good call, right? So they had to go to Buffalo and they had to go to where where were they at Baltimore, right? So those are two teams that were ranked higher than them in the playoffs, right? So. And you said they're three and zero against the spread. So who'd they beat? They Chiefs beat- are three and zero. Yeah, because they played. They had to play in the wild card. 
They beat Miami in that wild card game. That's right, in the cold weather. So, yeah, San Francisco did not play. Their their defense was what really surprised me. They have not played well on defense until second halves, right? Like, they haven't shown up in the first half. And I think if you traditionally look at Kansas City, they tend to be a really good first-half team, right? And that could create a little bit of a hiccup. That's why I'm really surprised. If I'm laying money down right now, which I may or may not be because betting's illegal in Minnesota, at least game line, money line betting, I'm laying money on Kansas City. You taking the points or not? Or are you just taking them straight up? I'll take the points. I'll lay money on Kansas City, and I'll lay them there. Uh, I'll lay it for sure on the first half because I think – I don't know what the first half numbers are there. I, I haven't looked at that. I can look at it right now. Um, so I'd take them right now to win outright. Don't even take the points. So you'd increase your odds, you know, pay back a little bit. Yeah. And I always like an over in a Super Bowl. 47 and a half, right? So you think 24 to 20, you know, 24, 24. It's got to be over that. Don't you think somebody's going to score three or four touchdowns and the other's going to score two or three and then some field goals? 47 and a half. So let's say it's a 28, 24 game, like you said. That's 52. Yeah, I like the over with what San Francisco's been doing. Uh, I'd have to dig into it a little more. I haven't had time to kind of dig into what they're doing. I, I, in fact, I was surprised when you said, I was not surprised with San Francisco because I'm a Packer fan and I love the fact that the Packers gave them a game and should have won that game. Uh, but Detroit scored a lot of points on them early. And then San Francisco made adjustments at halftime and yeah. slowed it down. Uh, it'll, I, I can't bet against your logic. I, I, think, I think you take KC, you take the points. I mean, Patrick Mahomes with points, let's take it all day long, Right. Two and a half, though. I mean, that's just. I mean, you're. you're when's, when are you going to win a Super Bowl by two, one? Yeah, but you're getting points. I mean, you score. Let's, a you know you're that. Up by nine. You know, for a different a conversation, half. I actually think there's some analysis that should be done to, that Vegas does that because in between that two and a half favored and unfavored, right? That's where they make their money because people don't think they can just take them straight up. Like I just want Kansas City to win, so they take Kansas City with the point. Or actually, in this case, they'll take the 49ers. Minus two and a half, that meaning they got to win by three. Like for example, I was when watching the game last night. The think about all the people that had. I think the 49ers are favored by seven, right? Right. And when Detroit goes down and scores to bring in a three point game, gone is that bet. If you would have just taken them outright to win, you win your bet, albeit a lower payback. Right, which I want to hear about your FanDuel and prop bet stuff here in a little bit. But I was thinking about that in the last two minutes or thirty seconds or whatever it was. Yeah, think about all the people that took San Francisco having to cover seven points and they lost. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 th- I don't, I don't, I can't argue with betting the money line, right? Because right now you place a hundred dollar bet on KC and you're winning one hundred eight bucks. I was going to say one twenty, so one hundred eight. Yeah. Okay, but, but you I mean, know what? That's, that's just the like current going, line. Right? But that's like going to play a hand of blackjack. You put on a hundred bucks, you're going to either win or lose a hundred. Yeah, kind of the same thing. Well, when I get blackjack, I get a little more. So you know. <laughs> if you play a 3-2 game and not a 5-6, we can talk about that some other time. God, we got a lot of topics to talk about. I mean, this is this is a lot of let's let's talk about the uh the prop betting because that's you, I mean, it's all yours. I mean, it's it's parlay betting and it's really the it, it, I think to skirt a lot of gambling laws, not skirt but but really 
to use what's available to you. These gambling sites, things like Sleeper, things like FanDuel, DraftKings, allow you to bet these parlays. And I think that's legal betting within within um, the state of Minnesota, right? So I have a son who bets a lot of that stuff and, and kind of turned me on to, to a, a site called Sleeper, which handles a lot of fantasy football leagues. Do you just have an app, too, or just a website? It's an app. Okay. And uh, you sign up. You Venmo them cash and put gotta, it into your account. You got to start with a down payment. You got to hold any money in there. What is the? What are the? They usually rules? have a match, so up to let's say it's a hundred bucks, okay. and you know sometimes they run bigger promos than that. Maybe they'll double up, right? You see, you see Gronk on on TV all the time now with I think it's FanDuel or whoever, where he'll do a f- five dollars gets you one fifty in free bets, right? So you. The sites want you as a customer. They want to get you on. They want to get you betting. And so <laughs> the fun part is it really makes the game enjoyable because it's almost a fantasy bet where you're rooting for certain players. Right? So that's the part, though, you got to tell me more, Pete, because I listen to these people that do fantasy, and it feels like they control. They're trying to win a game within a game. That It's not as enjoyable for me. And I like it. It's you. You enjoy it. It's it actually makes it brings a lot of enjoyment to the game. It really does. So who'd you have last night? Did you have some money on it? Yeah. So you and I talked earlier, and I, I've got a whole history of this, right? So I didn't sign up for this program on Sleeper uh, for uh, God. It was what did I tell you? The end of November, I think it was, right? And so la- let's let's just let's just deal with last night's bet, and then we'll talk more. So last night they were running a special. Let's put it in quotation marks. A special where. They would give you Christian McCaffrey, I think, for 73 and a half rushing yards. Okay. Okay? Yep. And you pick the, the over or the under. But I think what they're saying is we're going to give you – we're going to lower the line on his, his over-under on his rushing yards so that you're obviously probably going to pick the over. But you have to combine his bets with – other ones i think you know and last night actually he was 69 and a half so i'm looking at my phone and so you have to parlay that with other individual competitors within that game now how many times parlay so parlay is is putting a few bets together and you got to make them all so two you don't get paid unless you make them all so you can factor in as many as you want and there's a multiple attached to every bet you make so i can't make one prop bet but can i make two a parlay two, or is the minimum three? Do you know that? I don't know. Let's come back because it'd be interesting. Like when you see how many it would take, but keep going. Okay, so okay. You, how many how many parlay did you have so, to win in a row? So the teaser for me, I open up the sleeper app. Yeah, my son, I'm going over to his place to watch the game, and he goes, "Hey, Dad, what what, what bets did you place down?" And I said, "I I didn't place any bets." And he's like, "You need to get your bet down. You got a half an hour to do it." So I literally pulled over to the side of the road. <laughs> like I'm sitting on the freeway on the shoulder placing a bet. Insert, ladies and gentlemen, why you might want to listen to W2P on his his prop bets for the Super Bowl coming up in the next two weeks. So or not? Well, did you? Well, go ahead. Well, yeah, let's we'll get to that part too. So I literally am sitting there and I'm laughing myself, going. I'm a little bit of a degenerate when I'm sitting on the side of a freeway placing a bet because my son's asking me what bet I placed on. So I look, and the teaser is Christian McCaffrey. And I think I said earlier it was 73, but it was actually 69 and a half yards. Over or under, you can pick. And you can pick him for touchdowns. You can pick him for 
I think all-purpose yards or whatever running you yard. Yep, sure. Okay, but they, the the site assigns a factor to them. Okay, so that so we're gonna give you one in this case one point seven times your money as part of the parlay. If he gets to whatever that number is, the over or the under. Okay, but you have to in these cases. They're considering it fantasy, so you have to parlay other players. So this is like playing fantasy, right? So I decided I was going to bet multiple overs to get the the multiple up, the the win multiple up. And when they give you these teasers on sleeper or anybody else, they usually put a betting limit up to you. So I could only bet ten bucks on this Got it. particular bet. So I, like we talked about earlier, said this is house's money. I could give this a shot. So I'm going to I'm going to bet a bunch of shit and see if I can get a big payout, right? So I I bet the over on Christian McCaffrey. Then I came down that. and I came down to Jared Goff and the over under on passing yards for him was 258.5. All right, you're 2 for 2. My reasoning for him was they're going to be down big. They're going to need to throw the ball a lot. So I'm taking the over on 258 yards. His factor was 1.72. Okay? So, so now, if you would have stopped with a two parlay, you would have won thirty five bucks or something. Yep, exactly. Got it. So I would have won thirty five bucks. But knowing W two Pete, you've been another bet. Well, Debo Tiny. Samuel, how could I not? He's going to play, and they had him at a low factor. So they, when I looked at Debo Samuel, I said, okay, this is the NFC Championship. He's got nothing more to play for if they lose, and he's banged up a little bit. But I'm pretty sure they're going to clear him to play. And I had looked at the injury reports, and he was a full practice participant on Friday. And so I said, okay, he's definitely going to play. And his over-under was 49.5 yards, and he was a 1.72 also. I, so now you're three for three. Now I'm three but for three. you just gave me a picture of you're one of those old guys in the horse track <laughs> that's betting on like doing all the stats. Like this is perfect, but I'm guessing your logic fell short because you would have called me last night to tell me you would have won. Yeah. So where did it fall short? So okay, at that point, what are we at? We're at one point seven, one point seven two, one point seven two. Tough so to multiply multipliers, but you five point one. You would have been fifty times? bucks up if you would have had a three game parlay. Fifty one dollars on it. a ten dollar bet. But you went more. Well, because you do. <laughs> and then and what was your next? So bet? then I thought, Jameer Gibbs. They were offering him at forty nine and a half rushing yards. Over under, and the, he has been pretty darn good, right? Yeah, throughout the playoffs, the Detroit ha, Detroit has run the ball pretty well. So I thought I'll grab him at forty nine and a half. I'll give you his numbers in a second. Juwan Jennings. Now this is where things go off the rails a little bit because Juwan Jennings is a three, maybe four receiver in the San Francisco world. Okay, so if Debo's needs a playoff or. Let's say Brandon Ayuk is tired. They'll throw in Juwan Jennings. They'll put him in motion. They'll try to send him across the middle. They'll give him some some idea. They'll give him some looks. Looks, but he's probably not the number one choice. He's probably his second read or his third read. Purdy coming out. Okay, I had him at. They had him at one and a half catches receptions, one and a half. I took the over at one point seven seven times. Okay. And then my final bet, which Henry told me was the killer bet that was the morbid bet that I should never bet, was I took Chase Young for a sack. So six, a parlay six times. Six-time parlay paid. That's tough to win. 40, Any guarantee. Go ahead. 40.4. So you would have won 400 bucks on your $10 bet. Yeah. But you, lot, you made three out of the six. So what paid was the McCaffrey bet. 
like you said. Yep. The Goff bet paid. Yep. At two seventy three over two fifty eight yep. over under, and of course the Debo Samuel bet paid because he was forty nine and a half on the over under, and he he was eighty nine yep. receiving yards. Jameer Gibbs, I was close. And the close is not good enough in a parlay, folks, because a parlay you have to hit every single piece of it. That's why the multiple gets higher and higher as you add. Jameer Gibbs was forty nine and a half. He had forty five rushing yards. Okay. Juwan Jennings caught one pass, and the over-under was pass and a half. That's what Vegas is so good about, yep. or even all these. And, of course, Chase Young was a half a sack over-under. I took the over. I should have took the under. Of course, shoulda, woulda, coulda. And he ended up at no sacks. Okay, so you're betting a lot of prop bets, and you put in 100 bucks or something. Right. You got $100 in what you're going to call house money, but I'll give it to you. So you had 200 bucks in. Right. How long have you been doing this? I've been doing this since November 30th. So two months, two months in, two months. What's what have yeah? Okay. What's your win loss? <laughs> All right, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go there right now, and you're you're gonna love this. So this is like you and I maybe at the casino not doing well. <laughs> All right. So uh, in historical perspective on 30 2023, I put $100 in on Venmo, $100 in. They put $100 in on a promo, okay? So I put 100 of my hard-earned cash and Venmoed it to Sleeper. They said, we love you so much, we're going to give you 100 bucks, right? And all, all the sites have some type of promo. So make sure, folks, if, you spe- if, you, if you're going to sign up for a gambling site, look for promos, okay? And also look for legality because they won't even let you bet. They, know, they do location on your phone, so they won't even let you bet if you're in a – municipality or a, stat, a state that doesn't allow gambling. So 200 in on 1130. On 1130, I made my first bet for five bucks. I'll just go through it on a, on a plus minus here. Probably a good idea. 1130 minus five. 12 one minus 10. 12 one minus five. 12 four minus 10. 12 four minus 10. 12 23. So I took a little time off because I realized I had lost like 50 bucks. Five in a row, you lost. But, okay. I, but I still have 150 yeah, bucks. Yeah, there you go. The house okay. is money, right? Keep going, yep. On twelve twenty three, right before Christmas, they said, here's a Christmas present. We're going to give you 25 bucks. Got it. So I upped my bet the next day. So on the 24th of, I think the Packers played on Christmas Eve, and I emotionally bet a Packers game, lost 20 bucks, minus 20. On the 26th, they said, oh, you lost, so we'll give you another five bucks and a promo. Okay? They got your number, W2. They got me. They got me. <laughs> so I literally bet five bucks on the 31st. Okay. Five bucks on the first. Lost, lost. Minus 20 on the 14th of uh, January. Minus another 20 on the afternoon games of the 14th. Minus 10 on the night game of the 14th. Minus 20 on the night game again, second half. Uh, minus 20 on the 15th, minus 10, minus 10, minus 10 up to yesterday. So of my $100 I put in. You are down to what? 40 bucks. And they gave you maybe 130 over the course of two months. You're down to 40. So you've had some entertainment on six, a lot of entertainment. My question to you is this. So like you got to do it for fun. And you know what? You're hunting. It's $60. It sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Here's where I'm saying you're wrong. Okay, let's just say we got a quarter here. Yep. We got heads or tails. Yep. If we sit here and flip six times in a row, what do you think the odds are I'm going to get a head six times in a row? A heads. No, no, a head. I'm not a head of you. Like 
So it's be we're ahead. betting the buck a shot. What do you want? When do I think? If, and you say I'll give you so fifty fifty. Then it's twenty five. Then it's ten. Then it's yeah. twelve. I'm just saying you're betting too many parlays. You should bet two or three, and you probably would have had a couple wins. Because are you betting like four, five, six game parlays in there the whole time, or prop bets? Always five, maybe six. So it'll be interesting to do some. You know, when we come back to this co- Cub Content Studio here at Pull Tab Sports, which is a blast, by the way. Cheers, bud. Yeah, it's a lot a of fun time. chatting yeah. about it. Um, to come back and say, like, if you think about it, maybe you need to. Lo- but you know what? Here's the deal. This is where we started. If it's sixty dollars over two months, right. tell me. Something else you can do for $60 of entertainment over two months and over that period of time. Right. It's entertainment. Well, and, and not I'm to, not judging you. Not to mention the family factor, right? Like, like we'll have my son come in and sit in the studio with us and talk about his prop betting because he's been very much more successful this year than I have. He's hit a couple $20 bets for $700 and $900 and long string of, obviously, parlays that bring the, right? And I think that the... The younger people who are younger than us, younger generation, they they're used to betting this fantasy prop bet, right? And I world, wonder... and they 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 just they do a ton of research. I'm doing it like you said for entertainment and enjoying the time I spend with my son because he's yelling at the TV, I'm yelling at the TV, I'm yelling at Juwan Jennings. Just one more catch, buddy. You can do it, right? You can do it. You can do it, my man, right? And uh, he. You know, loves it. Absolutely loves it. Right? That's it's super cool. But you, it's it's. I have found that it's generationally more prevalent with the younger generations, and maybe they get it. Maybe there's something about a a quick response. Like everything's data to them, like in their fingertips. So they want to be watching twelve yards, fourteen yards, twenty two yards. Right? Whereas I, I don't know. It's just. I've never really got into it. It's something maybe I should look into because if you spent $60 and had all that fun losing 15 times. I had a blast. <laughs> and even when I was by myself, he'd text me. When I was out of town, he'd text me, have you put your bet down for the Packer game or the Viking game? And, you know, the fun part for me, as opposed to him, is I get to a state where I can go to BetMGM. And I've got a BetMGM app on my phone. I've got a Caesars Palace on my phone. And I literally can bet then the lines, right, and the spread. And I love that more than I love those individual bets. I think you're right. I think that younger generation, which is awesome because he got me into it this year and it's a lot of fun, wants that instant interaction. They want to see, you know, Jameer Gibbs get 17 yards and look down and realize that he only needs seven more yards and I'm there. Where I'm perfectly fine with watching the San Francisco 49ers play the Detroit Lions betting the money line or betting the spread and saying, I, I, I really need San Francisco to win by, yeah. by eight. Yeah. Right. And I would have bet that too yesterday. I did not bet on that game uh, sports line wise, but I would have, I would have loaded up on San Francisco yesterday and lost my ass. Right? Well, I'm going to do a little research before next time, uh, before the Super Bowl, and see where I'm going to put my money. And maybe we should keep track. We should do a little uh, keep track of uh, – you know how they do it on uh, NFL Sunday with the five guys, and they yeah. keep track of who's yeah. ahead and losing and stuff right? like that. Maybe we should do that. Well, we're going to do that. I think I think that's a good thing going forward. Is we have to have a, a sports line piece or a betting line piece of our of our of the podcast, and I think it's fun to follow that stuff. But what's even more fun is to track it because the things yeah. that you and I do, we watch a lot of those guys, and we watch um, a lot of our gambling friends that we watch, 
And the ones we like the best are always the ones who keep track over time of what they've won or lost. And that's, that's a tough one. Like if you look at my history with Sleeper, absolutely horrible. Would I tell you I had fun? Yes. Um, I would have had more fun if I was winning. Right. But what's cool about that is if you would have told me I lost 15 bets in a row over the class, the course of the last two months, I would have thought you would have lost three, four hundred dollars. Yep. Right. Yep. You lost 60 because you're getting some benefit from the sleeper app and things like that. Well, it's it's kind of like what you said earlier. Uh, you mentioned kind of educated gambling, right? Like you you need to get the lay of the land before. You can really go hard, right? At least that's my feeling, right? Like like, like anything, right? You're not going to go off and try to fix your garage door without knowing something about it and going onto YouTube. And so for me, that $100 was an educational investment. I don't know if you can call it that in gambling, but let's call it that anyway. And I've lost a little hair doing it, right? Like I could use a little, I don't know if Duke Cannon has something that can thicken and, and grow hair, but... I could use that. Because, we both could. Because <laughs> I get, what a little hair I have left, I want to look nice, right? And, well, Duke helps me with that. But I'm telling you, Duke, if you're out there, do me a favor and get me some hair thickening and something that grows some hair. Like, yeah, well, gain in the product would help, right? Bring it by two because <laughs> I got less than you, my friend. Hey, I forgot to tell you. Yeah. For the Vegas trip that we got scheduled. Yeah. We are going to be there the first two days of the Masters. So we got to look. I mean, we got you know a couple months to look at it, but yeah. how fun will that be sitting in a sports bet or sports book, betting on who's going to get the low round on Thursday, right? Like, I I, I absolutely love like Leishman. I guarantee you, I want to bet on golf. him on Thursday or Friday. That guy out on the golf. Like, let's let's think about that. Did you know we're going to be there in the Masters? You know, I I didn't. I didn't even think about it. But if we're going to be there during the Masters, that we might even want to do a you know, a uh, remote site pod from Vegas with that one, right? Oh, that would be fun. You know, yeah. it's it's nothing like, obviously, at uh, the the Vegas Stadium here with the Super Bowl or whatever, but for you and I being both golfers and loving gambling, I thought, yeah, I'm excited for that. It'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> it will be. You know, the uh, funny story, um, last year I was in Arizona in February. So we spent the month of February in Arizona. So in February in Arizona or in Arizona, gambling's legal. So at BetMGM, there's commercials all over the place, right? You know, come bet. And, and Jamie Foxx is a big one for BetMGM. Yep, you know, yep. And then Caesars has got their own He's got the guy from Curb Your Enthusiasm, I think, right? <laughs> the dude, yeah. And the Manning, bro, the Manning family. Oh, that's right. Yeah, right? Yep. There's, you've seen those commercials. And so I bet down there. And so the, the problem with, not the problem, but the challenge with betting futures and by betting futures, I mean events that are going to happen, you know, later down the line. If you're in a state that allows sports gambling, you set up an account, you put money in, and you bet these futures, right? Well, you go a little hog wild because you're thinking to yourself, as soon as I get back to Minnesota, I can't bet this stuff anymore. So I want to bet all these futures, right? So I put, I don't know, three or four or five or six, probably 10 Masters bets down. I put, uh, believe it or not, a bunch of... Tour de France bets down, betting on some long shots, right? Like I bet a guy in Tour de France that was fifteen thousand to one. I put three bucks on him. Did he even get on his bike? I, I don't even lo- know. I probably even, didn't even look. I never even looked. That's hilarious. And I I, I looked after the Tour de France was over, and there was not forty five thousand dollars in my bet MGM account, so I figured he lost. <laughs> 
<laughs> right? I mean, <laughs> right? I mean, what an idiot, right? But yeah, it just is what it is, right? So I love it, Pete. It's it's so much fun to sit here. Like I said, when we go to the casino, it's it's more of for me the fun of sitting in a car with you and talking about stuff like this. And I'm excited to keep doing this with you. Yeah, let's uh, let's take just a quick one about um, because you and I have a lot of experience with this, and and you know it's namesake of 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 where, well, the studio we're sitting in here, um, pull tabs. Like you and I have played a fair amount of pull tabs, and. Uh, one thing I like about pull tabs is in a restaurant, a bar, whatever it is, I like giving to charity. And I feel like by gambling on pull tabs, that's really all you're doing. Because you may know, I think you know a little bit more than I do about this, but the odds on a, on pull tabs are horrendous, right? They're absolutely horrendous. Yeah, I mean, I think if you even see even the best um, uh, return on uh, pull tab box. It's like eighty four point seven or something. We okay. have to look like a um, a fun fair box. Uh, those boxes they even show that they're gonna pay you back eighty four percent. That's the best one. So the worst odds at a casino are far better, right? So I think as long as you're doing that, you know, I used to love pull tabs, and like I said, we'd grow up. My dad would put every time we go to dinner and I used to do the same thing. I don't play them that much anymore. Yeah. I get a little kind of squirrely when I see like a little lo local bar. Yeah. I want to go there and do a meat raffle with a local bar. The wheel, we can talk about the wheel. Not many people know yeah. about the wheel in Northern Minnesota and certain bars around here. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. The pull tabs though. I don't know. I feel like there's some locals that hit the right corners and I, I don't know. I just, I am, um, but as long as you're doing it for fun and it's the, to the, a lot of them are for like hockey association and your kids, right? Like agreed. They, yeah, agreed. Like agreed. you're you're gonna spend a little bit more on your tater tots for your app or whatever, and throw in sixty bucks, hundred bucks, whatever, even more. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So we went out to a place on uh, Friday night, uh, myself, my wife, and and son, and had a burger, and we were sitting there, and there was a big pull tab booth, and it was a big, uh, a very popular pull tab restaurant picked because of that. Because my wife said, let's play some pull tabs. Okay. And so we went to a place uh, on Friday night in uh, in Woodbury. And we sat down and we grabbed, you know, a couple of drinks and, and ordered our food. And and the pull tab line was seven deep. Stanchions up? They got the ropes and stanchions up? They did not have the stanchions up, but they had seven deep. And my wife kept saying, go over and grab some, right? And I got a couple hundred bucks in my pocket. I usually put a hundred down. I grabbed $2 pull tabs, whatever, whatever it is. And the line would not go down. It's crazy, isn't it? Don't they call it like the cardboard crack around here in Minnesota, Wisconsin? Like, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. And I, I love pull tabs, but I realize as you and I have gotten more into gambling and betting that they're not a, a winning proposition by any means. You might catch a hundred here or there, catch a couple hundred here or there, but as a long-term betting strategy. No, they're worse than slot machines. Yeah. Right? But fun nonetheless. And so good source of entertainment, a lot of fun. So finally I did get up there. I put 100 bucks in. My son, I, I, I always split, and that's the funny thing, my money becomes their money at that point, right? But then when they win, they look at me. You don't get your original investment back. <laughs> right. So, so now I've taken to the point where you know my strategy is when we win something that requires a license and anything over $100 requires a license, to get your money so that can be reported to the state for income or whoever, uh, 
you have to bring your license up with the pull tab, and nobody likes to do that. I do that now so that I can get my investment back, right? And so my son actually hit a 200 right off the bat. So we hit a 200. I go up. I tip the lady an appropriate amount. 20 bucks? 20 bucks, yeah. Hey, I'm about a 10% on a, on a large ticket. If you're up, right? If you're, yeah. Maybe if you were in 300 and hit 200, you probably wouldn't have, right? Right. Yep. Right. But I always like to give a little bit, you know, and they can usually steer you, like you said, that local flavor. They usually kind of understand what box might be a good box or not a good box. Um, and most are posted. So uh, brought back 80 tickets, right? 80 one dollar tickets kept the hundred original investment okay okay we went through a couple iterations of that by getting some playbacks right and would get you know some two dollar tickets some four dollar tickets some fifty dollar tickets and we would just roll them back in and we ended up dead even because i didn't put any more money back in but my wife i could tell was itching to continue to play and as you get more advanced in your gambling strategies or i think even the types of gambling you play pull tabs are great when you're hanging out with your buddies but it's not a strategy around let's keep chasing right and you and i have done that before which has been fun but we chase sometimes again at the very best it's going to be an 84.7 if nobody else is playing and you can buy out the whole box you're only going to lose you know, six hundred dollars or something if there's two thousand tickets in there exactly exactly so let's let's just um let's take a second here and just talk about what we think should be some future topics because we covered a lot of ground today and there's a lot left to cover right and you mentioned craps you mentioned strategies around video poker you mentioned I mentioned pull tabs. I mean, we haven't even talked about electronic pull tabs, right? Yeah, the wheel and meat raffles. We talked a little bit about it. Yeah, great blackjack strategy. We'd love to talk about the betting strategy I learned in black in blackjack craps. I think the thing for me and, and you and I've talked about it, is not many people know how to play craps. Like it, it's an intimidating game, especially if you're in Vegas, and then especially if you play what's called the dark side. But it's going to increase your odds. The dark and, side and pisses we, people off. Yeah, and you know what? Maybe we get ready and we just say we're going to do that after Vegas. We get ready and we call up a you know call up Chris and we do this here from a remote site to do it. Uh, you know, we I think we hit a lot of the stuff about different things. But I would just like to come back on different items and then just get in a bingo hall. Right? We talked about oh, you know what? Even like house poker games and card games and. That type of thing, um, running aces, right? Like, what have you ever played yeah, poker, and the poker at room aces? and things yeah. like that? Yeah, I think that let's. And as we talk to friends and see where this goes to, like you said, I think you know having Henry in here with you to talk about some of those prop bets, right? We've got other guys we can call up to see what their their experience has been, and obviously the Super Bowl. Everyone's going to pay attention to the Super Bowl, so I think we should look at where the line has changed and and come back here in a little bit. So let's put down a mythical. Mythical, hundred dollars on the Super Bowl each, right? What do you if you have a hundred dollars to spend on the Super Bowl? Who you take and you can split it up. You can take the over. You can take the under. You can parlay. Kansas City straight. Kansas City straight up. So you're betting the money line, whatever that money line is. And as of right now, I believe it is hundred little over a hundred. Hundred eight dollars. Take the juice off it, right? You're gonna. It's just a fifty. You know, it's gonna. My hundred will make a hundred. What are you gonna bet? Wait, wait, wait. You're gonna you're gonna bet six Super Bowls in a row to try to win, like this Super Bowl <laughs> and the next prop betting it in. I'm gonna bet the spread. Okay. I'm gonna take Kansas City in the points. 
The problem is if I bet the and spread. the over or something, you're gonna do and over. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna do a. I'm gonna do fifty dollars on Kansas City and fifty bucks on the over. You're not gonna parlay them together. All right, no, no, maybe. You or, know, I don't know what the, those odds pay. That's a good question. What a parlay. I'll take the parlay and we'll report back. What it I pays. think that's a good idea. We'll bring up the app, right? Because you can't bet it, but you can pull up the. I have MGM just because that's some an MGM yeah, guy. Yeah. Let's pull it up and we'll see it and we'll mark her down for next time. Okay. So uh, next time we'll report back. You've got Kansas City straight up, and well, I want I want the ability to change. I want to think okay. through it by the time we get here next week. All right. So, but okay. But yes, I'm I'm thinking right now. $100 on Kansas City to win upright. Okay, so we've got two weeks to kind of get this figured out. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll put it in stone somewhere. We'll email somebody so they have our bets down. And you can bet more than 100 bucks. I mean, it's mythical. I, I kind of bet what I think I'm going to bet anyway. Uh, on the, and I'd probably put 100 on the Super Bowl just to try to double up. I like right? it. So and I'm not – I probably will place a prop bet, and, of course, I'll report back. But I think – it's probably better, like you said, to go with two three-play parlays than it is one six-play. I think that's a good call. <laughs> well, hey, it's been great today. Uh, a lot appreciate, of fun, bud. Appreciate, you know, here. Uh, just it's, it's been fantastic. We'd like to thank, obviously, Pull Tabs Sports and, and in the Cub studio. It's great. So appreciate it. Agreed. Hope to see you guys soon. Cheers. You got to know when the hold Away. I know when to run, you never